Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues today, looking at the Rutherford County School Board, Rutherford County Schools, and uh, school board member Sheila Bratton joins us in studio. And boy, we've been catching up this morning on some old Murfreesboro stuff, haven't we? We certainly have. <laughs> Good to have you here this morning. And uh, uh, was just sharing some information about uh, some of the folks you know well around here. We had a few John Dinkins stories that we can't tell on the radio. Absolutely <laughs> not. We will not reveal. Oh, goodness. Miss Sheila, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, you're, you decided uh, that you know, amid a pandemic, uh, running for school board was a good idea, right? <laughs> I actually qualified before the pandemic, oh, okay. so there you go. <laughs> I am a Murfreesboro native. I um, have been here most of my life. I graduated from Central High School in the year of 1971, the year of the tiger, as we call it. Mm-hmm. And then I attended MTSU. I went back to teach at Central Middle School for 20 years and then went to the Central office and stayed there 16 years. Since I retired in 2011, I have worked at MTSU. I worked for Bedford County some as an independent contractor working with instructional coaches. And I decided I needed to be on the school board. And here you are. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, you know, you you have been around education for for many years, and and I know several people who have uh, as well. And this has to be the most challenging year for for teachers, administrators, school board members. I mean, it's it's just been tough, hasn't it? It it is the most challenging thing I've ever done. I say to lots of people, I thought I knew a lot having been in education for 45 years. I didn't know anything. It's, it's a, it's, first of all, school board is a huge learning curve. There are many rules and regulations. There's the TSBA, and they do a great job keeping us informed and giving us trainings. But, but it's, it, it is difficult, and it's different. Add the pandemic to that. And, and it is a near impossible task. I have said that often we uh, make 49% of the people happy and 51% of the people unhappy or vice versa. Sure. But it's usually a split. So, uh, yes, very, very challenging. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and, and there are some decisions that you all have to make that probably don't have a correct answer especially in this pandemic situation you know the i think back to the to the hybrid schedule and going to school and distance learning and all of these things that kind of go in and and together it's it's just you you can't make um a right decision (laughs) it almost seems you can't and and we have um government entities legislature and governor who are pushing very hard for in-person learning And we know in-person learning is the best. We know a teacher in front of a classroom cannot be replaced by a computer, a textbook, a program. The teacher is the most effective element in the classroom. When you have to go distance learning, remote learning, or as Metro has done it, complete remote learning, it is not the best way to educate kids. So 
there is no right answer. You know, um, I saw some information coming out today about graduations are being said, and I know a lot of these schools are going to be doing those outside and in May, and that that's that's really cool uh, to to see that. My daughter is a senior this year, and you know, she was really adamant about, you know, I want to go to school every opportunity that I can get. You know, it, it's being a senior. I know that that means more and, and differently. But, you know, these kids do learn better one on one and, and or, or in a classroom setting, uh, especially. And um, but the, the decisions that that have to be made I keep hearing this word learning loss and yes I think it's one that has come up during the special session and, and you've had some um, I, I guess inside information on some of that as as you've been working with our state legislators you're the legislative liaison for the that board. is correct so that means you work with our state lawmakers I, I, so. I do talk to uh, and especially I want to give a shout out to Shane Reeves because I can text Shane and he gets back to me immediately and I can say updates and he if he does not send me an update by text he sends me an update by email so a special shout out to Senator Reeves because he does a great job keeping in touch Um, but on our school board we have several people who are very interested in this so this past week during the special session that they have had um, we had Ms. Sharp and Ms. Maxwell, who actually went to the Hill on Tuesday, let me commend them, and heard the session. Um, Tiffany Johnson is another one who is very well-versed in legislative issues. And so last night, during our report out for this, all four of us reported out just one or two little facts that were interested. Um, so we're, we sort of took a team approach to this one because it's – so massive i could keep you here till midnight telling you the things that they're doing well it's the special session you know i applaud our uh governor for saying you know we we need to come together and and figure out some things because this this is this is a real issue that's that's going to follow this generation for a while unless we do something to help catch up right um yes okay i have my own opinions about learning (laughs) loss um i happen to believe and know that you cannot beat what teachers can do with a challenge. There is no way that I will ever believe that our teachers can't take our children where they are when school starts back in the fall and move them forward past where they ever dreamed of being. I just believe that throw it out there and Rutherford County teachers, and I'm going to include Murfreesboro City teachers in that, we'll take that challenge. Sure. Talk to us about learning loss in a year, okay? <laughs> well, you know, that's that's going to be great for these uh, youngsters, um, you know, because as tough as it's been on, on educators and, and uh, our administrators and, and things of that nature, it's been pretty challenging for these kids, too, hasn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, emotionally, developmentally, all the ways that we look at educating a child have been challenged in this pandemic even my little three-year-old granddaughter will look at me and say why am i not in preschool i i don't understand that so it has been challenging and i truly believe that 
throw us a challenge and we rise to the occasion. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could go back to that innocence sometimes. You? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Sheila Bratton is joining us today, uh, Rutherford County School Board member. And uh, so any information, can you give us a few nuggets on, on what came out of that special session that you think will especially be helpful in our county school system? Absolutely. They are looking at four major bills. Uh, The first bill is the Hold Harmless Bill, in which they are saying to us that there will not be a student, a teacher, a school, or a district that is not held harmless for state assessments. Now, having state assessments at the end of this year is, is another controversy. We won't go into that. The governor says that's what we're doing, so that's what we're doing. We should be using that test as a benchmark, not as a punishment. Um, It is interesting, part of the notes that I have on that bill says, this bill requires districts to test 80% or more of their enrolled students. So we have to make sure that we test that many students, which means they'll have to be in person Mm. to take that test. So, another thing to look at, another challenge for April and May for our districts. Well, that's that's interesting because what about those schools? You mentioned Metro. What are, what are they going to do? I'm uh, glad you don't have to deal with that. Yes. I'm, <laughs> Metro and Memphis are fighting this tooth and nail. Oh, I bet. Yes, yeah. they, they certainly are. There's been another question about number of days attended mm. with some since Metro nor Memphis have been in person at all. Um, the governor is saying you must attend 70 in-person days. Well, it's almost February, so uh, they are also fighting that, Uh, you can imagine. I I think we will manage. Yeah. So this this was talking about hold harmless. So does that mean basically you take the test and it, it you know the school system itself and and the kids and uh, the the administrators the teachers they can't be held accountable for the results of that test, but we're going to do the test to see as a benchmark. Is that that is what we are told? Okay, and and, and I want to believe that with all my heart. You know, testing is a whole different subject a whole different boogaboo if you want to call it but for many years we've been held accountable and when testing and accountability first started back when i was in the classroom when you got your results you received your results in a sealed envelope only opened by you and the principal Hmm. now your name is on the front page of the paper so it's a whole different ball game. Being held harmless means we're not going to be held accountable for those results. Those results should be a benchmark. Where do I start with this child to make sure that their learning loss, as we mm-hmm. call it, is taken care of? Now, they are offering us in another bill, the Learning Loss Remediation and Student Acceleration Act, says that local education agencies will implement a program of after-school learning mini-camps, learning loss bridge camps, and summer learning camps to remediate against the student loss. Then there's another little thing thrown in here. There is a 
provision in this bill to hold third grade students back, retain them, if they don't meet a certain reading proficiency. My understanding is this is a very hot topic and it is being debated greatly on the Hill because there are many, many research articles that say holding a child back in a grade level is not the way to make sure that they make up for yeah. that loss. Well, gosh, what let, let's say, I don't know what that number would be, 30% or 35% or let, let's just use 35%, then that makes your fourth grade class the next year and then your fifth grade class in yes. two years so much larger. And I mean, that, that would be it, crazy. It, yes, <laughs> it, 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 it's something that I hope they do not do. Mm-hmm. But as I said, I understand they are debating this very, very fiercely on the Hill this retention, automatic retention. Now they've thrown in some amendments about appealing the retention, uh, retention about um, not holding a child that uh, should not be held responsible for that proficiency at that time. Maybe there are special needs. Maybe they just have uh, some, some learning deficiencies that need to be addressed. And we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. One of the things they propose for this is um, a new literacy program that they would like to um, give, not give, <laughs> they would like for uh, local agencies to adopt. Now, a new literacy program, which emphasizes phonics, is a little bit redundant for our area because we do phonics. All of our new reading programs and even the programs before this new one emphasized the five building blocks of reading phonics and phonemic awareness being one and two so this is not something that we see as needed at this time Mm -hmm. and it's a very expensive program by the way (laughs) and and then we're you know this is something we want you to do and you figure out how to pay for it kind of <laughs> you know but yeah. you get that a lot i'm sure oh yes we do <laughs> so that that was a couple of things any other uh, uh i guess bills or information that came out of the special session of interest the other thing that they have proposed and this part i really like and i hope it's true it says makes appropriate sufficient makes appropriations sufficient to provide the first year's funding for any act which receives final passage during the first extraordinary session of the 112th General Assembly. In other words, they're saying they're going to pay for it. Now, try to think about this. Many camps, after-school programs, they are emphasizing grades K through 3, But what about our high school students that need help? Rutherford County is already talking about, we are going to have things for our high school students also. So we're gonna address all of those needs, but that all takes money. And it's not just a teacher's salary. If you're gonna open a school, running the school while it's open costs money. You've gotta have an administrator. You've gotta have a teacher. You probably need a good EA or two, you've got to have a custodian, and, and we have to feed our kids. 
So you're talking a lot of money there. Yeah, you're probably talking about breakfast and lunch, I would think. Uh, could be. Yeah. If they if it's a program that lasts more than just the morning, what if it's an all-day program? What if a kid needs all day? Mm-hmm. And we don't think that children should have to pay for this. Right. We don't think families should have to pay for this. So are they going to appropriate enough money for a county the size of Rutherford County to have this kind of benefit? We hope so. In that is also teacher raises. So far, the state has not come up with really high teacher raises. I think Rutherford County is is going to look at doing something good for our teachers, and I'm very, very proud of us for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of this, I mean, it, it, it sounds like drinking through a fire hose with all oh, of the stuff that's coming out of Nashville right I now. I love that. I'm going to use it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and whatever that, that final thing is, uh, you know, sounds like summertime this summer i mean are there going to be some opportunities out there supposedly those the opportunities will start this summer and they will also be available next summer which will give us some time to make up for challenges that we've faced i refuse to use learning loss as the term (laughs) because i read something really interesting the other day about learning loss and it said skills that we learn are not lost they might be buried a little while but once we give the right cues to bring that skill back to the forefront it comes back Mm. so they're not lost they're just in a little gap period we we're gonna fix it i have no doubt well these extra opportunities uh i'm sure that can't be something that's necessarily mandated i I guess or or could it it will be mandated really yes absolutely so this these summer camps and summer things right here i mean that's that's going to be that is going to be mandated but we're going to take advantage of it and we're going to use it so i i guess a, a bottom line here for um parents who have children this is something that they need to plan that is going to happen this summer it is supposed to happen this summer now when is the money going to come down to help us do this we don't know these are the kind of things that we have to look at yes you're mandated to do this but your money's not coming until blah blah so then we have to come up with the money until we're reimbursed for that but something that we're already discussing director spurlock dr jimmy sullivan and his instructional team All of the assistant superintendents at Rutherford County are all already meeting on these issues. Let me ask this, and I know there's still a lot of questions to to figure out here, but, um, you know, school is is out in May, if you will, for for this year, and, you know, Memorial Day holiday, and then you're talking about coming back and, 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 and these teachers and the classrooms and and then have to turn around and get ready for the fall and then do it again the next year i mean that that sounds like a lot it is a lot and and they're going to enter this tired because they're already tired they already are doing extra work trying to figure out how to do in person and remote and no we were not prepared for this neither was the rest of the world it's not that we're behind. It's just nobody knew it was coming. So we have teachers who are going to 
uh, be tired at the end of the year. They're already tired, as I said. But my belief is they will step up to that plate and they will hit a home run, run every single time. And we really have no way of knowing, you know, in June or July or whenever that is, what our current situation with COVID will be. And so you've got a lot of those things you still have to deal with, too, I would think. Exactly. Will we still have to be masked? You know, will our mask mandate still be, be in place at that time? We don't know. We just have to check numbers literally daily. Sure. I mean, I just think about the number of personnel you were talking about. You need an administrator and you need, you know, you have to have the teachers, obviously, if you're serving breakfast or lunch, you've got cafeterias open, but the custodial staffs at these schools should be commended for the work that they're doing because... I mean, they're they're putting in a lot of extra hours, and they're putting their life on the line sure. every single day. Yeah, as as anyone entering the school at this particular time, I, I sometimes get uh, constituents that say, "Well, you just don't understand about me and making a decision on sending my child in person or distance learning." And I say to them, "You know, I have." two daughters and two son-in-laws they each enter a different school in rutherford county every single morning i'm a mama sending my children into this situation so don't think my heart's not in it absolutely well i mean it it, it comes down to the personal level too it does it's Mm -hmm. very personal for me yeah uh this is all of the information i mean this special session is going to continue until they come up with something right we know it's going to continue through today they kind of hoped that they would have some things ready but they're not ready yet so we know that they have several things that have been referred to today um after that i don't know i will be checking consistently and as i said senator reeves is he will text me and let me know what's going on because he's done such a good job. Well, um, we'll keep uh, tabs on, on all of this that, that's going on. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you were able to come in today and share some of this with our listeners because I, I think there was a lot of important uh, information there. And sometimes it's it's confusing to know what comes out of Nashville and how it directly affects home, you know. Exactly. And, it's confusing uh, for us too. Well, so. sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I did want to touch on—we've only got uh, like a couple of minutes left here—but uh, new school, Plainview Elementary. Uh, uh, Doctor Gagne. Yes, Mark Gagne. Doctor Mark Gagne. Yeah, he's going to be the the new principal, and um, we are welcoming Doctor Mark Gagne back home. Yeah. He is a Rutherford County teacher, but he went to Murfreesboro City, and he's done a great job there, and we're glad to have him back. Well, I, I I still remember him as. Uh, uh, out there at Smyrna High School, so absolutely, <laughs> you know, did a great job out there. He started at Smyrna Middle. Is that did right? Did you know that? Yes, I didn't he know did. That. Sure did. Um, so that's that's going to be exciting, and and a new elementary school uh, opening up in August. That's that's exactly right. Plainview Elementary. We had a huge report last night from Trey Lee on where we were on construction and talking about we have some uh, streets that have to be named so that we can get 911 to give us an address so that we'll we'll be fully protected. But uh, Trey Lee did a great job last night giving an update on Plainview. We've had two rezoning meetings and we have the third final rezoning meeting in February. Great information. Well, I hope you come back again. It's been good. It's fun. 
I hope you invite me uh, back. Anytime, Thank you very, anytime. very, very much. It's been great. Sheila Bratton joining us, Rutherford County School Board member here on Rutherford Issues today. And that's going to do it for our program. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time.